Well, hey everyone, welcome to Ripple Effect Podcast. I don't know, uh, Daniel always says which episode we're on. I have no idea at this point, uh, but I am proud of us that we've actually done this every <laughs> week so far. When we launched it, uh, we had this conversation like, oh, are we going to be able to like keep up with this every single week? Uh, but we asked certain people to hold us accountable to that, and so far we haven't needed it, although today is uh, a day later than yes. usual we're posting on wednesday instead of tuesday and that's on purpose uh because we wanted this guy here and you'll hear right. more from him in a little bit so normally we start off with a sponsor of the week and uh this didn't come from marshall's by the way i was just hiding it uh it's not really a sponsor of the week it's a more like an award this week oh. uh so we started a new quarter oh. and I don't know. Quarters roll around uh, often, but this one, for whatever reason, I noticed the stress of Mary getting all the teachers way more. I don't know if I was just hearing, overhearing more or what. But. Finding teachers for a quarter is always a challenge, mm -hmm. especially the preschool classes. They It takes a lot of energy and a lot of commitment. Um, and, you know, we've thought about all kinds of things like only teaching once a week or, I mean, once a month, mm -hmm. but that's really hard for kids who have um, attachment disorders to, to get comfortable with who's in their classroom. But this has been one of those quarters where I've, I've had a lot of no's <laughs> and uh, it does get overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're committed to having two um, people in a classroom for safety for teachers and kids. and. Uh, you know, we have a lot of young families, which we're really grateful for, but that also means a lot of preschoolers. So it has been um, a difficult quarter to uh, to staff this time. So Yeah, well, we should have gotten Mary like a crown or something. <laughs> because I always say, like, I have people to recruit, but if worse comes to worse, I can just sit up there at the piano and, yeah. you know, play music. Uh, you can't, can't really do that. do that in her department. Right. Uh, so we're but I, I was really excited this Sunday because um, I had somebody who's never helped in kids classes before who did their background check and were really excited and so this was their first Sunday ever oh, being good. in a preschool class as a helper and she loved it and so if you too are out there thinking you know I wish I was involved in something you know there's a lot of laughs a lot of hugs a lot of uh, good Bible teaching that happens in children's Sunday school classes and we I'd love to talk to you, so just yeah. contact me. Yeah, well, that was sort of a al alternate motive for uh, mentioning that, was just because we do constantly need a new uh, influx of volunteers, because you're always going to have some that decide, I, I need some time off. I've done this for eight years straight or whatever. Yes. And so if that's you, please talk to one of us, um, and we'll get you plugged in somewhere. Now, uh, Sunday, we started a new series. I did not preach the series, so once again, I'm sort of recapping it for Daniel. This is the week of the MCC, the Missouri Christian Convention, so he's uh, going crazy with all that stuff. Uh, so pray for him and that event as there's all the logistics that'll be coming together today, tomorrow, and then uh, starting the convention on Friday. But we we had this series called Covered in Dust that we started. Okay. And and it, uh, it's you weren't here, Sunday, no, I, right? I missed this last time. I, I saw your out. family, but you were yes, gone. Yep. So, 
uh, it's based on that uh, quote, and I've heard it several places. I don't know where it originated, but it's about being covered in the dust of your rabbi. Like the rabbi, the the disciples of a rabbi would follow behind, oh, okay. and the rabbi would be k- kicking up dust, yeah. and they would end up covered in it. In the, you know, it's so just sort of a figurative and literal. Uh, word picture there not necessarily teaching like we think of it in a classroom but daily walking alongside Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. experiencing what was happening so you know daniel said we we need to learn from the one who did it best which is jesus and then we know we're talking about making disciples and being more intentional ourselves yeah and that really involves looking at jesus and how he did it and whatever parallels we can draw to model our own discipleship of mm. others after him. And so the, the title this week, I think, was um, that Jesus calls. Is that right? I, I, I can't remember the title exactly, but it was. Uh, we were talking about how if we're truly following Jesus, trying to make disciples, we'll, we'll call others to follow Jesus like he did. Okay. Like he called the, the twelve and others to follow after him and uh, Daniel talked about a lot of different things like yes sometimes we need to actually talk about Jesus it's not all, not all about just living like right. Jesus in yeah. front of them you know uh, but he finished up with some questions and I just nice. wanted to point out one question maybe because it's the one that convicts me the most and it was are we waiting for them to step into our world or are we stepping into their world and of course, you know we're we're ministers. Oft, we're hoping people step into our world, walk through the the church doors, and yet, you know, I'm convicted. Are there are there times in my week or my month or whatever that I'm stepping into the world of somebody who doesn't know Jesus that might never walk through the front doors on their own? I, I think. I think you also have to be, it's hard because when you're in the bubble of the church and all of the things that you do, a lot of times you're not around unchurched people. And even for me, one of the things to just try to be sensitive to that, like coaching little Spartans football. Yeah. You know, I like to do that and it it wears me out, but I enjoy those kids, but it keeps me in community to be able to see those kids, see those families and understand some of the dynamics that are coming out of their home. And I'm always reminded. This is why I do what I do. This is why I love the Lord the way I do. And how can I show that? And how can I bring that forward even on a, whether it's here in church, obviously, but even on a football field or at practice, talking about what it means to do hard things and what it means to be a person of character. Yeah. And those kinds of stuff. So, yeah, you have to be intentional about it mm-hmm. or, or you'll just slip into your routine. It'll never happen. Right. And that's, that's I think, what it is for me is there's so many things that mm-hmm. clog up the routine. Yeah that um, you you have to eliminate something else really Mm -hmm. to make that space Um, but it's something we should all be doing and we've been saying if we're if we're calling our church uh, people that make up our church to to do this we better be finding spots in our schedule to do all these things as well Um, all right so that was the recap I think we move on to the TLCC top three these are uh, which is probably debatable what everybody thinks are the top three every week. But but we said at our meeting and are like, we, this can't be a you know one-hour podcast, so we're going to highlight okay. three things every week. So Mary's got the first one. The first one is, don't forget that this Sunday is uh, Daylight Savings. So you turn <laughs> your clocks ahead 
um, one hour. So um, make sure that you account for that when you're getting ready on Sunday, (laughs) when you anticipate being here and when services are starting and maybe get a little extra sleep that night. I know it's going to be rough for people who are at the convention and traveling back, but um, Sunday is Daylight Savings Day. We're having... Because of the convention, we're having worship team practice that morning. And so I'm like, it's going to feel like 6 o'clock when we get here (laughs) and try to start singing and practicing. But, all right, the second one is we're going to do a better introduction of Janelle in a minute. We're a little bit out of order with this today. But uh, Janelle works over at Central Christian College of the Bible, and they have something coming up for guys. You want to tell us a little bit about yes, it? Yes, it's the Men's Solid Conference on March 23rd. Uh, it's we got workshops starting at 2. It goes from 2 to 6. There's supper involved. So if you want to come out and be encouraged, and you're looking at the climate that we're in now, and you're like, what can you speak on? What can you say? How, how do I even lift my voice for the Lord in, in a climate, in a context the way our culture is? What does that look like? I, I, don't, I don't even know how to do that. We want to come and help unpack that. And we're going to have uh, Orpheus Hayward, just a dynamic speaker. He's going to come. He's he's going to give. Uh, he's kind of our main guy that's speaking. Uh, but just a lot of encouragement uh, in that in that very topic of finding your voice. Uh, you as a leader. And we're men. You as a leader. You as a father. You as a brother. You as somebody that's stepping up uh, and advancing the kingdom. We want to help you. It solidify that. That's why we call it our solid conference. So we welcome you to come on out. That's March 23rd. Uh, that's a Thursday starting from 2 to 6. Mm-hmm. Um, the If you're someone that works during the day, during that 2 to 6 uh, period, there is a banquet following that. And they're, they always say that we're welcome to just show yes, up for absolutely. the banquet. Yes. It's at 6.30. Um, the ticket for that, it said, is twenty five dollars unless you're an alumni or a teenager, mm-hmm. and then it's fifteen dollars. You can was, reserve a table if you get a group of guys coming. Yeah, doing that. Too. There's also something I've never noticed before. It says a ten dollar online ticket. If you want to so watch online, that's yeah, just if you want to zoom in, and you can't make it, and you want to just watch from distance. Then we can we can do that for ten bucks. Yeah. Can you send their food? Send <laughs> <Send> their <laughs> we'll, do, we'll grab hub or, or something, DoorDash, yeah, right. uh, from the cafeteria. We will, we'll, okay. there. we'll send some students. We'll get you. Uh, number three, Easter, Easter schedule. schedule. You want to talk about that sure, one? Sure. We're having a Good Friday service on 7 o'clock on Good Friday. It's going to be family-friendly, so there won't be any separate child care or child programming, it will all be together and it will be interactive. And so meet us on Friday at seven. And then on Easter morning, we have first service at eight o'clock and um, there will be nursery and preschool during that hour. And then breakfast is at 9.15. And then second service will be at 10.45 again with nursery and preschool provided. So no adult Sunday school classes that morning. We be- eat in all these yeah. rooms. Yeah. And I really like that. The last couple of years we've done that. We kind of get our food in there, but then you scatter and kind of have tables in this room and in yeah. all these other classrooms and get to chat with some people you don't see yeah. all the time. And uh, The kids um, provide and serve that breakfast, and they love doing it. And so it's a fundraiser. It is. There's no set cost for it usually you just 
donate to the children's ministry what you're able to and it helps them improve things buy new things it's a little different every year what they end up using that for yeah. it's one of their fundraisers all right so those are the TLCC top three we're going to move on to uh, our spotlight which Janelle's already talked a little bit but this is Janelle Owen um, he's uh, representing today Central mm -hmm. Christian College yes. of the Bible which is one of our missions partners so once in a while in the podcast we're going to spotlight one of our missions partners and when it's possible have them here or I've even toured around with having them by a uh, zoom you know uh, where you for the ones that are further sure. away so that would be cool but um, the easiest one to go to is central because they're literally right around the corner so uh, Janelle uh, tell everyone what your role is at the college yes I am the vice president of operations and advancement so I oversee all of the, the grounds, the buildings, any of the things that are kind of also our for-profit things that we do that you might consider like our bookstore, our mm -hmm. harvest house, which is our coffee shop, or the cafeteria, that sort of stuff. And then the advancement side is all about fundraising, getting out, getting into churches. So a lot of mornings when I'm not here, it's because I'm out at a different church being able to either preach or give an update on Central and, and just encourage our other uh, supporters that are out there in and around Missouri. Yeah. Uh, but happy to be here in this moment to be able to just uh, connect and say, Hi, I consider this my, my church home, so it's, yeah. it's always good to, to be <laughs> home. I know my kids are here a lot and love yeah. Timberlake and uh, so thankful for the partnership and so thankful for the way that you have blessed us at, at Central. I will tell you, if I'm checking spreadsheets and everything else, I believe Timberlake is our number one donating church. And so you guys are kind of really living link in what we do over at the college. And so we're very thankful. But I'm also just personally thankful to Timberlake for the impact you have on my family mm -hmm. uh, because you're ministering to them every week. And my kids live on purpose, live in community, and they bring their friends to church. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see there's, there's a, when you count up all the Owens that are here, there's, <laughs> there's seven of us. But we'll we'll take out a roll and a half because there'll yeah. be 10, 12, 13 of us. <laughs> yeah, there was a train on Sunday. <laughs> yes, it, it happens. And, uh, and so we're just very, very appreciative of, of the ministry that they get here and, and very thankful for your leadership and yeah. Daniels and the whole crew. Yeah, the only other thing I was going to ask you is uh, you, you came to Central, um, but didn't you used to work in Haiti? Yes, that's for me. That that that's my upbringing. That's all the ministry stuff that I've ever known. Um, as a young kid, was uh, I remember the family loading up in the station wagon and traveling around to all mm -hmm. the different churches uh, because we had started Northwest Haiti Christian Mission, and my mom mm -hmm. and dad was you know as we traveled around looking to gain support and those sorts of things, and uh, and so back then. It would be us four kids. We'd get up and sing. Mm. Mama would do the slideshow presentation <laughs> and sing this song called "The Road to Port of Pay." Um, my dad, uh, my dad would preach, and then after church, you had a potluck. Mm. And if you sold them on the family, then you probably sold them on your ministry. It was before the internet mm. and everything else. I mean, yeah. all you had was this, you know, slide projector. Uh, and so those were those kind of early days. And yeah. then eventually going to that country and falling in love with it. Uh, I went to Cincinnati Bible College, one of the colleges that uh, we would have thought in our brotherhood was too big to fail. Mm -hmm. It's no longer there. We're kind of trying to raise that torch up, you know, keep it burning there uh, yeah. through through our efforts in Cincinnati. Uh, but then I, I went straight to Haiti. I met, I met my wife 
in Haiti, she came down on a, on a mission trip and, uh, Short story is we got married and had a hundred kids. Like that was <laughs> that's straight out. Like we we got married and moved to the orphanage that we had and tried to figure out how to be mom and dad to a hundred children uh, that needed somebody pouring into them and loving them and encouraging them uh, in the Lord. And and then I got to lead this thing called Haiti One. It was all about what would it look like if the church and for us organizations were not so siloed and we actually shared our best practices and we and we looked out for each other and instead of always reduplicating the person that's next to us their efforts what if well if they've got that covered what if we got into this over here because yeah. Haiti is a hard place to work and so to so we had about 300 to 500 different organizations 300 of them that were really in in uh, kind of on fire for it really partnered well and we were feeding over a hundred thousand children a day Wow. And so being able to work with them, get to know the whole country, ended up coming back to Missouri. So my wife, Heather, her dad was the preacher at Forum Christian Church forever and ever in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, he was retiring. Her mom had early stages of dementia. Mm -hmm. And there was just an opportunity to come back home. She wanted to come back home for a season. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I had driven a lot of big equipment in Haiti, and, and as a kid, I always had, um, I always wanted to be a preacher, but I also had other kid dreams, so I wanted to be a preacher football player, <laughs> I wanted to be the first preacher in space, <laughs> I, also, I also wanted to be a preacher truck driver, and so, and so when I came back, I ended up driving a truck, so I'd done ministry this whole time. Mm -hmm. And I ended up driving out of Fulton, Missouri. And, and so if you remember during this, this time, it was pandemic times. And so in the middle of the pandemic, I am uh, driving for the Dollar General. I'm delivering toilet paper, <laughs> sometimes by police escort, no lie, uh, to the Dollar Generals. And I'm just thinking the whole time, Lord, are you okay with this? Like, is this, are you, are you good with me doing this? Uh, and and it really was a struggle for me because I wasn't in ministry in that moment, and I just didn't know if the Lord would be pleased with it, or if I was like Jonah stuck in the belly of a truck, <laughs> you know, just waiting for Him to vomit me out somewhere. Of all places, turned out to be Moberly, <laughs> Moberly, Missouri, uh, and uh, David Fincher. It ended up our connection here. So my wife Heather runs Primrose Hill, yeah, and she was doing that when when we first moved to Columbia. That was a connection we had coming out of Texas. And so she started working there and, and eventually got to where she was running it. And we were trying to figure out where we wanted to put roots. And, uh, and so we needed to get out of her mom and dad's house. And so we looked at where we could go, ended up coming to Moberly so she could be closer to this mm -hmm. community. Um, but it wasn't long. Heather came to church here. I was working weekends. I couldn't come. Uh, and David Fincher was preaching that Sunday. And my wife, uh, the blessed introvert, would never <laughs> go down forward. She would always go back. That Sunday, she went down forward after church. Felt like she had to meet him, had to connect with him. Wow. And so she connected with David, uh, and David ended up uh, having her speak at Rotary, I think, about what she was doing. And then, yeah. and then she even got, even got to speak at chapel about, hey, here's some things you can do in ministry. And, and I was just cheerleading her on from, from the truck on the side of the road, you know. And, <laughs> and he said, well, what's you? what's your husband doing like what and he ended up knowing my family uh from northwest haiti christian mission there was a church okay. that he interned at in iowa when he was young and he that was a church that supported us and he's like wait a minute 
You're in Moberly. Janiel is in Moberly, Missouri. Has all this ministry experience. Is he driving a truck? I need that guy. I need. Wow. I got a couple things I need him to do. I, he could probably do both. And in the end, that's what I did. He, wow. It's like I need an operations guy. I need an advancement guy. You, you think you you think you want to do both of them? I'm like that's that's just over my head enough to where I think I'll do it. I'm, and so he he did. He got me out of that truck and got me at Central. And well, I. I knew some of that story, but it there were several pieces of it that just hearing you tell it all at once oh, yeah. came together for me, and that's really cool. Um, and some other time we can talk more about like Primrose Hill, mm. maybe even on the, the podcast for people that it, it would be hard for me to imagine people don't know about like Primrose Hill and things like that, but we always figure out when you start talking about it, people don't know. Sure. So yeah. that would be another great segment at some point. Uh, and also about Haiti. I mean, there's I'm involved with Haiti too, um, but uh, that's another segment as well. But we we always leave you with a closing blessing of the week. And uh, so as we're talking about shining our light and just being bold and sharing our faith and following in Jesus's footsteps, like we are in this series, we're we're often feeling inadequate or overwhelmed. Uh, when we think about that and the task that's in front of us. And I think that Psalm 121 speaks to that. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and evermore. And the psalmist just reminds us, uh, or, or reminds himself, that, that his help comes not from his own strength, and abilities and we need to be reminded of that too it comes from God and so as you go through you know this week or this month or as you think about putting into practice some of the things we're talking about in this series and this special emphasis on discipleship this year just trusting God's care and his protection and his provision and his strength and be reminded that God is involved in every moment if we'll just look for how he wants to work through us. So that's our blessing for the week. Uh, We hope to see, maybe we'll see you at the Missouri Christian Convention if you're Mm -hmm. there. And if not, hope to see you on Sunday.